0: Are you ready to have an open and honest discussion about sex and spiritual wellness without secrets, censorship, or barriers? This is Unbuckled with your host, Christy Ann Bella. In this program, there are no topics that are off the table. From religion to health, feelings to sexuality. Get ready to hear from some incredible people. And now, here's Christy Ann Bella.
1: Hi, and welcome. I am Christiane Belli, your intimacy architect, and you are listening to Unbuckled. And today we are going to unbuckle some good juicy stuff. My guest <laughs> is KM Franks, and this spawned out of a brilliant conversation over lunches and many occasions where I'm just like, man, we need to like do this like
2: <laughs> for everyone to hear. Uh, so welcome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's um, beautiful to share time and space with you. And I always enjoy our conversations that are very provocative and interesting. So yeah. yeah, I'm excited to share this conversation with everybody yeah. today. So we were actually um, going down the rabbit hole
1: before we got on about blockchain capabilities in non-traditional relationships right and so maybe let's baby step back a little bit Mm -hmm. because even I'm still kind of familiar with like newly familiar with this idea of like blockchain and and so how are they
2: merging um Mm -hmm. and and what what do you see that unfolding in the world so for those of your guests who don't know me which probably is most people um (laughs) my interest is really in non-traditional, non-traditional relationship models. And like, I have a psychology background. Mm -hmm. Some of my research was on polyamory and, um, some of the models that were just looking at sexual permissiveness. Mm -hmm. I was obviously focusing more on like emotional permissiveness. So, um, my excitement with blockchain technology is that It essentially is the decentralization of power Mm -hmm. and um, really looking at like the integrative model Mm -hmm. of a community and giving transparency Mm -hmm. and really placing ownership back to the self. Because in a lot of ways, um, you don't belong to you. Mm -hmm. You belong to a government entity that you were born into Mm -hmm. and everything that you own you know, you want to be able to trace that back yeah. with transparency and make sure that, like, okay, people are doing what they say that they'll do yeah. and people are held accountable. Mm-hmm. And we know that, like, when you are held accountable and there are boundaries, people function in a better mm-hmm. way, right? So um, I'm curious about blockchain technology being used eventually to kind of create frameworks for relationships. Mm-hmm. Where um, you know, something I'm really interested in is this idea of kind of the, the normative is that we are, are an identity. Mm. And I, I love the the exploration and the curiosity that we really are just these energetics yeah. that are coming through and we um, are expressing any moment, these different energetics. Right. And if that's the case, then from moment to moment, you have to have a lot of different energetics meeting you Mm -hmm. and welcoming you in the environment to kind of allow you to blossom open more and more and more. So um, I love the idea that like someday we could just like upload this avatar and say, you know, these are the things that I'm looking for Mm -hmm. and I'm desiring in relationship to be met in these ways. And then you could have other people that just like can make agreement and they're like um, Tuesday at five o'clock I have this availability and I can meet these needs and um, something we were talking about is like the exchange of value being Mm. very direct and also honoring people that like if you give me an hour of your time Mm -hmm. and I'm giving you an hour of my time this is worth something yeah but it's also worth something On a collective level, Mm -hmm. because what we're creating together and generating, um, is power and is electricity Mm -hmm. and is like something that other people need. Yeah. And so we're like fulfilling these needs. And I love the idea that, um, you know, we were talking before we got on here where it's like, you know, the future of a therapy model Mm -hmm. could just be met by, okay, I'm going to hold space for you for an hour. And while I'm holding this space, you're going to be walking on a treadmill, talking to me. And at the end of this hour, because I gave you my time, I get to siphon that hour of energy creation Mm -hmm. that you just made on your stationary bike or on your treadmill. And it's like we really get our needs met Mm -hmm. instead of just this like, um, I feel like when things are undefined, it can Mm. get messy right. it's like how many times have you held space for your friends and at the end of it been like I really should be getting paid for conversation. <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean oh, totally, totally and in a true exchange <laughs> yeah. system right. you would receive value right. from everything that you mm-hmm. invest and it's really reclaiming the value of the self yeah. and then saying okay now I'm going to honor myself mm-hmm. with these things yeah. because I have needs that need to be met mm-hmm. too
1: and it's an interesting way to, you know, I think we have such a, a tit for tat society when it comes to money and this this very transactional thing. And so this idea of like, how are we really showing up energetically and what forms of energy can we be paying forward and, and exchanging mm-hmm. with each other? You know, so, yeah, yeah in, a, in a space where the the possibilities of what you have available to, to share. And, and then you determine like, yeah, is that, does that match? Does, you know, does an hour of me listening to you talk match an hour of, you know, I get electricity for my house or something? Like, yeah. you know, what does that, how does that feel for me as opposed to this, this the government, another structured system that's like, this is a $5 bill. Here's what you can buy with a $5 bill. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, you know, it's like, how do I actually feel about this? Because yeah, there's times in my life where I'm like, oh my God, this was a piece of cake. I could sit and listen to you for hours no big deal. And other people where I'm just like, Oh, hell no. Like this is like a different bracket. I <laughs> want <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. This is taking more energy out of me and I want to receive
2: something more uh, yeah. from, from the space completely. Yeah. But it's like, it's also that everything should be valued, right? It's that right. like, there is every moment of your day, even if you're sitting in contemplation, you're creating value mm-hmm. on the planet and someday that will be Mm -hmm. real time like in your wallet yeah and the wallet will be like obviously the costs of living yeah but then there's like the costs of beauty too Mm -hmm. of like I want to have a beautiful life as well but that it can be very equally distributed among all peoples and nobody gets to experience like lavish while there's poverty it's more of like a It it creates a real time exchange too, where it's like right now in this time and space, what are my needs really? It's like, Mm. I need food. I need water. I need air. I need like a place that will shelter me and I need connection Mm -hmm. and maybe some like challenge that will help me grow. Right. But beyond that, there's not really any other needs to be Mm -hmm. met. So it's like, if we really focused in on those Mm. things moment to moment and then just like We're like, well, like the nuclear family, right? Right. It can't sustain because it's like, you're not going to get all of your things met by that one other relationship. So if you can just say, well, you know, in, in these extraneous relationships, I need this, this, and this Mm -hmm. met. And then all of my things will be like taken care of. It it frees up so much energy Mm -hmm. to just be able to like create more beauty Mm -hmm. focus less on like scarcity Mm -hmm. or like just survival mode. And it really gives you a sense of like, if you just had all your basic needs covered and you didn't have to worry about a money exchange over it. um, People wouldn't even have to worry about like, well, do I have the career to do that? They could just show up in the world and be like, you know, I am actually a really great listener. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to give you that emotional attention that you deserve but I don't need to go like study in some university mm-hmm. or get a certification, but I can still get value yeah. back for what I bring to a person. Yeah. So, yeah, I love, I love the future. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice. Cause I think, you know, especially these
1: days, like people have been so like doomsday about the future and I'm like, no sure. man, we are on like the cusp of like blowing some awesome stuff open right now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think, I think about it all the time. Like when I, I think about all the things I outsource, you know, like just on a practical level, let alone my relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and and how I used to try. Like I used to try really hard to have like one person to do all the things. It was like, okay, I'm going to like help you shop and I'm going to help you cook and I'm gonna help you clean and I'm going to be your lover and I'm gonna be your super best friend. <laughs> and I was like, shit, no wonder that fucking marriage like...
2: Well, it turns into like, oh, this is a responsibility grind (gasps) every day instead of just like, if that was more dispersed among Mm -hmm. different people, it becomes to be more pleasurable because it's like a, oh, I get to do this Mm -hmm. and it's new infused energy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're playing again, like you're saying, you know, to, to things that people love, like if mm-hmm. I, I really love listening and that's my superpower, I get to show up in that. Yeah. Um. You know, as opposed to taking on something that isn't where I shine just because I, I have this sense of obligation to, mm-hmm. yeah, to, to, uh, to acquire something and have that like,
2: yeah. You know, um. And, then, and like the way that the world is set up right now, it just doesn't, It won't be long-term sustainable Mm -hmm. if you have to say to yourself, well, in the confines of my career, Mm -hmm. I have to have these skills and I have to be this way, but that means I have to turn down other parts of my personality and I really have to like turn up this false sense Mm -hmm. of agreement, which I feel like we have to do so much in life. Instead, it could just be like, okay, I get to celebrate all the nuances of myself And every day, maybe I'm not doing the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. but I'm showing up in my community Mm -hmm. where there's need. And eventually we're going to have to change the way that we focus, even though we're going to to be a very macro, it's not going to be sustainable if we're not community beings. And so it's like, yeah, we can have this great online Mm -hmm. presence and be talking to millions of people. But in our day-to-day experiences, if we're going to keep living in the physical reality, Mm -hmm. we have to be a communal being Mm -hmm. that's just like, okay, what I do day-to-day affects my 150 people around me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so many things that I want to unpack there. One, I want to circle back to this idea of um, things that we do throughout the day being of benefit. You know, I think about that a lot. Like before you came, I sat at my hot tub, I went and did my, I have this like crystal mat thing. And I was like, all of these things, like I thought about this. I was like, when I ask someone to pay for my time, you're actually paying for me to be here, relaxing and grounding and healing Mm -hmm. and processing. And, you know, and it it allows me to show up in spaces and share information and and hold space in a better way. But I think we, we disregard that so much as a society that like, these are the things that we judge as being lazy or unproductive or frivolous um, or like woo woo self-care bullshit. (laughs) And it's like, no, like this is a vital part. So yeah. So if we had value in that and we saw the way that that played into community that, you know, um, this idea of of like tribes where there used to be red tent time. And when there was red tent time and the women were in the red tent and they were bleeding together, the men were getting shit done, you know, or or whatever the, you know, so many tribes had a greater understanding of gender fluidity and non-binary Um, but yeah, it was just like this idea of like, okay, you're, you're here doing this. That's your job right now. Your job is to actually cleanse the the divine feminine and we are going to handle the land or the, whatever it is. Um, And how are we all coming together to honor, like where we really are at any given time. And that's going to like look different day by day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It takes such a level of Mm self-awareness for people to be able to appreciate another person's good fortune, um, relaxation time, Mm -hmm. self-care. I remember I was an actor Mm -hmm. uh, before I moved back here to Tennessee. I was living in New York and I was an actor. And I remember I hit a certain point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore the way that I've been doing it. Um, And people were like, how could you like walk away from something that you loved so much? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I saw other people getting to be in my bliss. Mm. I could never reach that bliss, but they were there and I could actually Mm -hmm. feel it with them and celebrate that for them Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, if this is part of my path, it will come back around organically and in a pleasurable way. (sighs) Um, And I feel like that's always kind of like been a point that like sets me apart. When mm-hmm. I meet people a lot of times they'll just be like fascinated by my compersion levels yeah. of being able to be okay right. with stepping back and embodying some of the like okay, I'm going to be more in the responsibility of mm-hmm. life right now and let you kind of play in the beauty yeah. and the rest and the feminine and or like just the celebration of these things mm-hmm. that I would love to experience with the awareness that life is cyclical. And it's like, I will be in that season Mm -hmm. at some point. And will you celebrate with me too? And I feel like if we could all have that level of awareness Mm -hmm. to celebrate with one another, Mm -hmm. where it's like, good, when you need to rest and you need to regenerate and recharge, that isn't just for you. That's for me. Yeah. Like, and we're all interconnected Mm -hmm. and I feel your energy, whether I'm like consciously aware of it or not, it all affects us. And so, yeah, I feel like, but that's, that's that like Aquarian yeah. age vibe that I feel mm-hmm. like we're growing into, but we still have right. a long journey through that and some of us are like early adapters Mm -hmm. and we're just like chomping at the bit we're like "I I feel it but it's like you know you still look around you and you're like hey there's a long way to go yeah I had that moment
1: yesterday I had a client who was like so excited to go on this paid business trip it was like the first time he was getting to go on a work trip and his work was paying for it and this whole thing and then he was so upset that he got sick on the trip and I was trying to explain to him that like he created that and he's like no, I didn't want to get sick. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I I mean, I can't take that away from you. If that's the story you want to keep, like, but I was just like, man, if you would just see, (laughs) see this thing that you're doing, Mm -hmm. it's like sabotaging yourself. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we feel sometimes, and I, I think compersion is an interesting idea because I feel like compersion was a big part of me realizing, like truly not just even like in my brain realizing, but like really feeling that I was working with the universe, like things were not mm-hmm. happening to me. Everything was with me, Yeah, you know, and I, I could either be actively aligning with it and and playing this kind of game of, of improv with the universe of like, yes, and, and, and going, or, or I could think that it was avalanching at me and be running around trying to <laughs> avoid things. Yeah. Um, So maybe let's jump into compersion a little bit for people who are new to this idea. How do you, when you think about compersion, how does
2: that show up for you and how do you define that? I really feel that compersion for me is like the ability to celebrate in my body, in like the Mm -hmm. essential quality Mm -hmm. of feelings um, someone else's beauty that they're Mm -hmm. getting to experience in real time. And it's it really doesn't, I don't know if I've analyzed it well enough, but I feel like it, it's a really, um, it's part of my ability to feel very decentralized and very um, kind of like that Persephone Mm -hmm. archetype of being able to be very receptive and almost having a lack of clarity of self. And when you blur that line so much Mm -hmm. that you're like, I can find the me and you and I can find the me in you. And then it's like getting to experience as though you're in it, mm-hmm. but that you're not, but then the notness doesn't diminish yeah. that enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why I was initially attracted to being an actor mm-hmm. because it was like, I could just, yeah flow into -hmm. those identities very easily and be like, oh, I can experience that and I can Mm -hmm. experience that. So I guess it's almost like a superpower of, um, being able to believe whatever you tell yourself is happening.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the placebo effect is real. (laughs) It really is. So (laughs) just like,
2: um, and
1: yeah. And, you know, I was initially introduced to the idea of compersion, via, um, opening up my relationship. And this idea yeah. was taught to me as like, it's, it's like the opposite of jealousy, mm-hmm. um, that you, you know, you're happy for your, your partner and you celebrate in their joys. But yeah, I mean, I, I, immediately was like, oh my God, this totally connects to like everything on like a deeper esoteric energetic, like we are all God, and I am God, you know, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, and then, yeah, to feel like, you know, that, that connection to each piece of that, but no, that it still isn't all, you know, it, it's not all mine and it's not all yours. And that's actually the the beautiful paradox
2: of it. Yeah, is, yeah. But it is intertwined. Yeah. Um and our society, yeah. like it's the joy of tolerance mm-hmm. where it's like that's what our society is like starkly lacking <laughs> right now. Right. Or like in the narrative yeah, of yeah, the yeah. culture. Where it's like um the beauty of like when you interact with another Mm -hmm. being and then just like appreciating all the essences and I feel like that's another part of compersion Mm -hmm. is where you don't um interpret the other as a threat but you interpret the other as a a gift or just as like a beautiful curiosity where you're like what is this creature I want to know about (laughs) and then um yeah there's a Mm -hmm. playfulness you Mm -hmm. have to give yourself over to the playfulness when Mm -hmm. it comes to compersion because you can't take the emotions so seriously
1: yeah like the jealousy
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah um and I feel like the compersion kind of ties in earlier you were talking about you know people having to like dim themselves down Mm -hmm. for for jobs and places and um And I had somebody recently telling me, you know, they were a gay man. We're here in the South and that he like has this work persona. He even has separate Facebooks and, you know, of like his gay self and his like to the rest. And I was like, oh, my God, that's heartbreaking. And I thought like, yeah, where's the the right to celebrate who he is, that if he was allowed to be his whole self, what he could possibly bring to this workspace mm-hmm. and, and to the rest of the world in general. Instead, yeah, you're kind of like this extra work creating this this uh distance and this separation. Yeah, it's like a psyche yeah. Uh,
2: dissonance. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um So, yeah, that, you know, this idea of, yeah, if we could go even to the joy of tolerance, right? Like, even if we could joyfully be tolerant of each other instead Mm -hmm. of feeling like tolerance was some sort of, like, burden and, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, that we're, like, resisting against. Yeah. Yeah, That, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, (laughs) we might not all be, you know eventually I'd love to see us all be in a state of conversion, but <laughs> I, I would take joy of joyful tolerance. <laughs> it right? would be like an improvement for sure. So true. Um, So I love that. Uh, one of the quotes that you had given me was be in the right relationship with all aspects of you. And I feel like that kind of ties into what we're saying now. Um, What was a turning point for you? Like, did you ever have a time in your life where, you know, because I grew up like Catholic, it was like all repressed and I had my like awakening. Were you always in this like, hey, I fucking see shit's going on. That is like, you know, or did you come to it at some point? Yeah,
2: it's like as much as you can be born like this, Mm -hmm. I feel like I was born like this. But I feel like I went through a whole conditioning of my family Mm -hmm. and my ancestry. Right. And then I went through the whole like um, Christian mm-hmm. kind of like whitewashing of the right. self, and then the the spiritual bypassing of like right. just wanting to live in the light environments mm-hmm. of myself. But probably around you know tw- nineteen or twenty, like mm-hmm. I had really like started to feel that there was a weighted quality to life that mm-hmm. is like the the exploration of the shadow qualities mm-hmm. of self that I really needed to connect Mm -hmm. with in order to have a sense of, um, I don't know, just like an ability to connect with more in in life and to have a more full experience and seeing that, that, you know, I had, I had definitely come in with, as a very like relationship oriented being a very soulful being. And I didn't ever connect with this idea of like, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? And and what do you see for your life? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my human design, I'm Mm -hmm. a generator, a sacral generator. And so I'm always in response to my Mm -hmm. environment. And it was very easy for me to get that conditioning of like, oh, well, these are the ways that you're supposed to feel. Mm -hmm. These are the things you're supposed to Mm -hmm. want to make life about. But I always knew it was like, Life is pretty simple Mm -hmm. for me. I'm here on a ride and I'm like experiencing Mm -hmm. and what is the most profound to me is having all the experiences and getting deeper and deeper into myself. Mm -hmm. And some people that know me would say I'm living a very like self-oriented experience but that that's completely right for my journey Mm -hmm. because the more I really understand all the components of myself and the more I lean Mm -hmm. into them and the more I have them all creating really beautiful relationships and comparative relationships, then it's like when I show up in the world, every conversation Mm -hmm. seems to be a moving experience, Mm -hmm. a really shared experience that, um, you know, I never saw modeled for me growing Mm. up. So it's like completely rewriting my lineage, rewriting Mm. the whole story and inviting humanity to be like, look, you can call me utopian or you can step up into the embodiment of it and let's play and see what we can create. That's new Mm -hmm. because like, fine, we can keep recreating the (laughs) old cycles and habits, but like, it doesn't look like that's working so well. (laughs) So we clearly need new models. So it's Mm -hmm. like as much as, you know, it's like you're born like this and you get conditioned out of it. Mm -hmm. And then you get the, the opportunity to like reclaim those parts of yourself. And then as an adult, it just, it just feels so much more rich. You're like, damn, I can like walk in. I can hold myself. Mm -hmm. I can use clear language. I have boundaries. I've got, but it's like, did you go through the shit to get mm-hmm. here? Hell yes. yes. I've been right. through it. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. all of us have. Mm.
1: Oh my gosh. I love this. I can't wait to come back from <laughs> our break. So we are heading off to break, but we will be right back with KM Franks. I am Christiane Belli, your intimacy architect, and you are listening to Unbuckled. <laughs>
2: Are you tired of having the same fight over and over again? Is it hard to remember a time when you felt close to each other? Before you call it quits, do you want to do something to rebuild that spark of intimacy? Of course you do! Ignite the passion like never before with Intimacy Architecture. Text 626-310-5159 to set up your relationship consultation. Again, text 626-310-5159.
0: Think about how much sound you hear all the time. Noise, music, your own heartbeat. What is it made of? How does it work? How does it affect you? The universe of music takes you into the particles of life and the beat of living. It is an interactive online masterclass of music and science taught by the internationally renowned musician and scholar, Dr. Marcine Bella. Visit theuniverseofmusic.com. That's the theuniverseofmusic.com. You are listening to Unbuckled with Christy Ann Bella. Reach out to Christy Ann with any questions or comments at intimacyarchitect@gmail.com. at gmail.com. That's intimacyarchitect@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Christy Ann welcomes your emails. Now, back to the show.
1: Hello and welcome back. I am Christiane Bella, your intimacy architect, and we are unbuckling all kinds of interesting things. <laughs> and with me is my guest KM Franks. And man, I feel like the whole break was a brilliant piece. <laughs> so, so we'll just we'll kind of segue back in where uh, where we were, which was talking about um, so your mom mm-hmm. and you have a an interesting approach to motherhood that incorporates the the awareness of archetypes. So let's pause and maybe give a cliff notes version of archetypes. And, sure. Sure. Uh, and then go um, from there.
2: Yeah, so archetypes I was first introduced by mm-hmm. Carl Jung because mm-hmm. my background is psychology. And the archetypes are this really great of kind of like depersonalizing certain theme experiences that we all go through and so it's almost like channeling different identities through Mm -hmm. us and then as we depersonalize them it gives us a great like objectivity to work with those energies and say like well do I really want to embody this right now if I do what are the higher aspects Mm -hmm. what are the shadow aspects and then like own right okay I'm gonna do that right now but there's also going to be consequences Mm -hmm. and so but when you work with it like that it's, it's just so freeing because you yeah. don't take any of it personally. It's not mm-hmm. the like, I'm a bad person or right. I'm a great person. It's just like, I'm a conduit. Things are going to come mm-hmm. through. And as they come through, it teaches me about how everybody around right. me is dealing with life all the time. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a lot more compassion. Yeah. Um have thought of it that way. That's really true. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Um, like analysis for me, like when I first encountered mm-hmm. it, I was like, Wow, this is next level mm-hmm. because it's like instead of just going and talking to a therapist, like right. an uh, an an analyst is going to like um, ask you to like deconstruct right. the psyche and the yeah. subconscious, and then they're going to teach you these tools, mm-hmm. which I love because it's like if you go into analysis. You come out of it with serious tools, whereas sometimes when people go into like cognitive behavioral therapy, they're like, "I don't know if it helps. Like, I'm still on the same issues." And I'm like, "Cause you just like to talk about your issues. (laughs) I get it. We all go." (laughs) Um, But I find it fascinating that when you Mm -hmm. have children, Mm -hmm. um, it's like I created this being out of my being, and he has my DNA and my genetics and my ancestry and that of his father's as well. But he is just his own channel where it's like all these things come through him Mm -hmm. also. And because I have such an understanding of those energies, I also try not to take him personally. Mm. And I also not try, I try not to take so much responsibility for like, if he's acting out, right? if he's having a bad day, right. like I know a lot of parents make things about them yes, yes. where it's like oh it mom kind mom. of depersonalizes. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're mm-hmm. like, this is actually his unique experience. Right. And I was telling you, like, yeah, just today I got a call from his school and he was um, using some very strong language <laughs> with a kid that he has just had beef with right. since primary. And I was like, I don't know what it is about this kid, but like, he just has it set in mind. I don't like this person. And so I had to like, we were on the phone and I was like, well, tell me about what happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I start talking him through his Mm -hmm. feelings Mm -hmm. and I'm just reflecting, well, it sounds like you're feeling like this so that he can again, get that idea of like, Oh, okay. This is what the feeling is called. Mm -hmm. And so you can build up that language about having that emotional intelligence and then being like, okay, well, let's think about what we can do. What are our options? And then reminding him, like, you remember how yesterday when you felt like this, you thought that feeling was going to last forever, right? Are you feeling that way right now? No, I'm angry. That's right, cause feelings come and go. <laughs> and it was like just like trying to remind yeah. him of it. and and really it kind of all comes down to this central theme, I mm-hmm. feel like, of my life, fluidity. Right. That life, yes. that all things are just so fluid. And I love the time that we're living in now. Yeah. Because if I imagine back when I was born in the 80s, mm. that was not. part of my family structure it wasn't like it's so great to be somebody else Mm -hmm. or something else I remember um you know one of my family members has a tattoo on their wrist and it says never change oh wow I was like I like I hope I'm constantly changing and developing because that's freedom like it's the freedom to show up and be Mm -hmm. and so parenting has been so interesting because i find that you know my it's like you have your family and right. they're going to condition certain things and they're ask you to be certain ways right. and society's going to ask you to be certain mm-hmm. ways with your kids but i i have found a little bit of this freedom yeah. of um allowing myself to just sit back and be surprised by him and be mm. curious about him and be like and and the things that make me feel ashamed mm. sometimes or feel like apologetic Mm -hmm. for his nature, which is hilarious, right? Cause it's like, I didn't act out. I didn't do that. He did. But for some reason it like reflects on the parent. Right. And to like sit with myself in those moments and remind myself like, well, let's go back to like, what archetypes is he channeling right right now? And then what is that triggering Mm -hmm. in me? Because I'm having an archetypal response, you know? And so it's just a really nice way of, um, Especially for people that are heady like us, yeah, and we have a lot of air and vata yeah. all these that we're like, I'll just analyze my way right out of these. <laughs> it just works so well. I love it. It's
1: so true. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, my mom was, I mean, my whole family was like horrible about that. It was just like, everything like if we left the house you were reminded before we left the house that like anything you do is a reflection on me and so you better not make me
2: look bad and it's Ooh, like wow. jesus what kind of fucking responsibility are you putting on like a five-year-old yeah like, the pressure yeah and the idea that they would even understand that construct <laughs> right
1: <laughs> which yeah You're i mean like, good it's a luck whole, yeah like right you know i just <laughs> it was like okay so then i have to be small like that's what you know my interpreter was like oh we have right. to just be small and like you know not disturb anything and so yeah then you you know
2: like it takes you most of your adulthood yeah were you told in your childhood like you're too much oh yeah like your emotions are too Mm -hmm. much your feelings are too much that's one thing that I've tried because my child has very big feelings I've tried not to replicate because it would be very easy for me to like then be like hi um, sun and Moon, Taurus energy—that's <laughs> like big feelings, explosive energy. It, it would be very easy yeah. for me in moments to just be like, "Stop feeling! It's not okay to feel. This <laughs> your your feelings are annoying me right now, or like your feelings are making my life inconvenient right now." Yeah. But it's like in that moment to be like hi mom and dad I remember you talking to me like that mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to River like that because I've decided right that how I talk to him is like welcome your feelings because when you start working yeah. with yourself like that what happens as mm-hmm. soon as you welcome the feeling all of a sudden yeah. the charge is like dispelled Shoot. yeah and it's almost like it just wanted to have a tantrum for attention yeah. and as soon as you put eyes on it it's like oh, now I feel good. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it is right. with kids too. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you gave me some attention mm-hmm. and um, you're not telling me to not do that. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I won't need to like react against mm-hmm. you so harshly now. Yeah. And I think these are the stepping stones to
1: teach us to ask for what we want when I need attention, when I'm like, exactly. hey, I need attention. I need affection. I need a hug. I need you to tell me mm-hmm. I'm, you know, magic stardust, whatever it That, yeah, that this comes from being able to be like, okay, yeah, I can feel my feelings and I don't need to use my feelings as an excuse to try to manipulate something. I can like witness them, Mm -hmm. realize they aren't me. I'm experiencing Mm -hmm. them. And then I can use them as a gauge to be like, okay, well, what is this telling me? Like, what is this, you know, is there something I actually want Physically, like, does my sensory system actually need something, you know, mm-hmm. that my emotions are signaling? Yeah. Um, or, yeah, or
2: can I just, like, let it float on by? <laughs> yeah. And, the, you know, this is reminding me of a whole nother mm-hmm. thing where it's, like, I love this ability to just show up and be in the humanness mm-hmm. of the moment to moment right. where it's, like, um, I think... Probably like five years ago, I felt a lot of pressure at all times to kind of be the guide or the teacher Mm -hmm. and to not allow some of the desires to really like show up and get met by others, like to actually have needs, Mm -hmm. to have vulnerabilities. Where I'm like, this might not seem like something that a teacher should have, like a desire that a teacher should have, but it's like, if that's in me Mm -hmm. moment to moment, I love that ability to like name what I'm feeling, name what would make my unique experience Mm -hmm. feel good right then, no matter what the judgments around that are. And then have another person that shows up and says, I'm here and I'm into that too. Let's do it. And you're like, that. (laughs) that makes me excited. And that's what I want. Like, that's why when people are like, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do in the future? It's like, I don't give a shit about what the doingness is. What I care about is like that. That's life Mm -hmm. that, that, that I walk into that life and that I teach my child how to create that kind of freedom for himself and that kind of life where you're not waiting around on um, some universe to drop something into you Mm -hmm to make you feel good or to make you react to Mm -hmm. it but you're just like so aware of yourself and so loving of yourself that you're like I know what you need and I'm Mm -hmm. gonna take care of you and so that yeah that gets me really activated Mm -hmm. talking about all that it's
1: such a beautiful relationship with with self with the the universe you know um there's so much trust there as opposed to I think you know when we future trip and we're trying to like plan something it's like it, it's out of fear it's not necessarily you know even sometimes and I'll catch myself um in my esoteric manifesting things is like am I manifesting this because it's really like loving you know is it really like bringing me joy do I really think that's where I'm gonna be mm-hmm. in three or five years like I always crack up when I read it's like you need a five-year plan I was like I, I mean do <laughs> I, I know really I don't,
2: I don't <laughs> function like that either Like I can't even watch these people anymore (laughs) Mm -hmm. that are like so type A Mm -hmm. and so hyper like masculine in the Mm -hmm. way that they do things. Because I'm like great for your being essence that's like going right now, which I will say it's going to be cyclical like that will always be for you. Um, But it's like for me, I've just always been the kind of being that like I just flow with it's like, I really am water and mm-hmm. I just kind of flow. And it, are there like good and bad things about mm-hmm. that, that I really get to experience? Yes. But it's also my, my most comfortable nature, yeah. I guess. Um, and being like, oh, well, planning for my retirement. And, and I'm like, I have never related to those experiences yeah. or cared one right. bit. I'm like, I will have beautiful relationships all the way until I die. Yeah. And there will always be people around me mm-hmm. willing to like share and collaborate. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about a scarcity, like right. dying alone yeah. with no money in the yeah. bank. Yeah. And like, what are you gonna do? And I feel like so much of our culture mm-hmm. is like driven around this yeah. inability to look into the void as as a calm mm. womb. Right. Of possibility and Mm -hmm. instead they're like oh the void is like this black hole that's gonna (laughs) suck me apart and torture me and there'll be nothing left and you're like jesus (laughs) i don't i don't relate to that at all like i i have always felt that the unknown is going to be very welcoming and comforting Mm -hmm. and so
1: the unknown is a blank slate to play on. It reminds it me of like, what was that book with the kid with the crayon? Oh and yeah. The um, the purple the crayon. crayon. Harold and the purple crayon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, you have endless possibilities. Like if you would have asked 20 year old me when I was like, dead, I'm like, I have to have a film career. I want to work here. <laughs> and I did like, I got the job at the universal studios. Like I did the things I checked the boxes and I was fucking miserable. Yeah. And it was like the greatest thing ever that I got fired. And then I started my yoga career and I was just like, I don't know, like I, you know, I didn't think I'd be teaching people about like giving blowjobs, you know, (laughs) and like.
2: Although when you're good at something, you know, you're good at
1: something. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it's just like trusting. It's just like trusting. Like, okay, yeah, if I'm really present and I'm really, you know, having. I love that you were talking about like this compersion even within yourself, even within your own archetypes. um, That yeah, that then I am just being carried along you know it's mm-hmm. like this idea of, of surrendering and thinking that um I mean it, it just kind of goes back to the idea like is it are you co-creating it or is it happening to you of course if you think it's happening to you you're not going to be surrendering <laughs> that sounds yeah. awful if you're in resistance right yeah you know but if I'm like oh yeah like this is all a part of something I'm I am a part of. Yeah. And so, yeah. So if I it surrender into it, it's going to show team. me, it's going to be like, Hey, over here. And, right. um, something I was reminded of recently was like how we can't ever miss anything. You know, anything that really is in your aligned field destiny fate whatever the fuck you want to call it will find its way to you um because i had like connected with this guy on bumble and i go through bumble phases where i like i get bored (laughs) i get on bumble and then i totally uh and so i did one of those last year and just like whatever and i go out to dinner with my husband and the guy's like hey you look familiar and i was like well you know i'm on social media blah 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 and he's like okay whatever and he comes back around he's like bumble and i was like oh shit yeah bumble (laughs) um and we've been dating and he's fucking amazing and i'm like yeah because like you were meant we were meant like we had some frequency that we were sharing that was like hey a line yeah and here you come back around a year fucking later like out of the blue (laughs) so it's like yeah it's that ability to just like yeah be in your humanness enough to trust that you don't know because our knowing
2: is such a fucking illusion anyway it (laughs) I couldn't agree with you more and that idea of like Mm -hmm. predetermined versus free will Mm -hmm. and knowing that like so much of life is happening on these waves and frequencies Mm -hmm. that you just are not aware of and and also you don't need to be aware of it either like those people are who are always trying to like diagnose mm-hmm. and figure out how to hack the system. It's like, don't waste your time. Just enjoy yeah. the unknowing qualities mm-hmm. and enjoy the synchronicities or the serendipities. And then also enjoy that when you're in the misery, right. knowing that it's temporary and it yeah. will pass as well. Mm-hmm. And there will be joy and there will be effervescence mm-hmm. again which, um, you know, going through parenting, it's like that every other week. You're (laughs) like, oh my God, when is this going to end? And then there's like moments of elation and you're like, you really feel like you're on the spectrum of like up and down all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's a beautiful, wild (laughs) life. (laughs) I love it.
1: Um, So yeah, let's maybe deconstruct a couple of things. Um, Mm -hmm. One, yeah. So something I've been playing with is like, you can't be in the knowing and in the now. Because if you're in the now, you're really experiencing what's happening. If you think you know something, you're basing it off something in the past or you're concerned about something happening in the future. You're not really in the now. Mm. You're in the knowing, Mm. you know? And it's Mm -hmm. like, I get it. Like, you know, like we're sitting in my husband's studio right now, there's a piano over there. He knows how to play a piano. He asks, accesses things from his past in order to play these ridiculous, like, sonatas that he has memorized that just blows my fucking mind. It's so
2: amazing. <laughs> and it, that Chopin piece was just, like, oh, took me into another <laughs> yeah. place. Yeah.
1: Um, whereas, like, you know, I don't remember how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb, yeah. <laughs> you know? But that's fine. Like, I know other things that I carry, you know? But there's a difference between, like, being in the present. Like, I've watched him when he just is in that moment of downloading and he's just playing freestyle and things are just coming. It's like, and it's an entirely different energy to watch. And, um, and I see it with people when they fixate on like, well, I know my partner is going to do this. They do it all the time. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh Yeah. Is that what you want? Like do you, you know or do you want to be here now to actually see what they might do
2: cuz they might surprise you in the void if you're willing to go? If you're willing to go there. <laughs> yeah, it's like mm-hmm. that relinquishing of control mm-hmm. over to the liminal state and that's where I mean that's usually the gateway mm-hmm. for most people into freedom is yeah. like when you taste of that liminal yeah. state where like the senses mm-hmm. are heightened and like parts of the brain kind of turn down and other parts of the like feeling sensory brain Mm -hmm. turn up. And it's like being on a psychedelic or something. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I can actually feel with my body, Mm. the interconnected web that people always talk about, but it's like, I'm experiencing it Mm -hmm. in real time. And yeah, there's very little self awareness or like self judgment in mm-hmm. those times. Yeah. And like I'll, when I find myself in those times, some of my most favorite parts of myself are the person that channels like these just songs yeah. and just is like in the moment, so free in my body and my voice. Mm-hmm. And if, if everyone experienced more of those mm-hmm. moments, the world would just be like a different kind of experience yeah. altogether. Yeah. And things would take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying like throw away all responsibility. <laughs> it's like obviously take care of your life, but it it wouldn't feel like the doldrums yes. of like oh now I got to go do this. Mm-hmm. It's more like I get to do this because then I'm gonna get to do these other things, yeah. and it all mm-hmm. it makes life flow.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I have really pretty much eradicated like have to or need to like I don't have to or need to do I get to and I only do things that are a hell yes and I get to do them mm-hmm. like it's an opportunity it's a choice yeah and I, you know I'm I'm not ever acting in something that is like some false sense of of obligation or something that doesn't feel you know like even when I you know I get to pay my water bill because I like having a hot tub and so I <laughs> Like, I'm very glad to pay my water bill when it comes because I get to go, you know, sit and chill out. Um, But yeah, it's just such a different, just a slight framing, just like framing it just a little bit differently, you know, because the action's the same. If I tell myself I have to pay my water bill (laughs) or I get to pay my water bill, it's like, I'm still paying the bill, but it's
2: just like, how are you approaching it? Like, right, you know, how are you going into it? Yeah, and it's that Mm -hmm. full circle of like, honoring Mm -hmm. value yes compersion honoring value Value. it really just like all is like this regenerative Mm -hmm. cycle yeah absolutely um so
1: we have a couple more minutes i would say let's yeah let's talk a little bit more about you know good or bad like at, at some point did you just start to kind of unravel that from your vocabulary as well this judgment that something is good Or bad as opposed to like it just is and and things are different.
2: Yeah, Um, I think I had my first encounter of Mm -hmm. that when I kind of left the Christian lens Mm -hmm. of like my late Mm -hmm. teens Yeah, where it was like um, I remember the big thing for me was homosexuality and kind of just having any sort of like trans identity or non- non-normative whatever at that time was and there were several of my friends that were identifying in those ways and I was being asked to think of like what we need to save their their sweet souls (sighs) you know and I was like I just I I'm not that kind of being and I can see from so many different perspectives and I have so much respect right for people's choices Mm -hmm. that I just had to separate myself from anything that was, it was like, I had outgrown the container. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, well, this was an interesting, I'm going to take that Christ consciousness, Mm -hmm. beautiful qualities and I'm going to keep on expanding. And I feel like that was um, in a way it's like, I didn't encounter the good versus bad thing. Mm -hmm. It was, it was that I encountered that, that construct didn't have a way with me yeah it was like it just didn't feel good to Mm -hmm. me and it was very like um it felt like very childlike thinking Mm. of and and when you have kids like oh you'll see this on (sighs) full circle where it's like kids want to put everything into like the good guy or the bad guy and getting them to understand the complexity or nuance Mm -hmm. of like that a villain actually has humanity to him as well and then the good guy like he's still a dick to his wife sometimes too like, <laughs> yeah. like there's there's just so much nuance and like right. and also when I feel like when you're raised in homes where there's trauma mm. and you're like asked to see that from a young right. age it's really hard for you to to find favor with that right. good versus bad mm-hmm. lens yeah because you have to find things and qualities to love in people that do harmful things to you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that was, that was never really, it never really sat quite well with me. The good versus bad thing. It was easier to um, understand the nuance and like try to create meaning from Mm -hmm. nuance. Right. Because nothing is inherently one thing. Like everything
1: is this duality Mm -hmm. that it's all just like merging and, and cohesive and so you know I think when we try to categorize something so finitely
2: that is constantly changing yeah um it, it and it's just, like when yeah. you start identifying with this the little gremlins mm-hmm. and you are like well are you really like that and it's like <laughs> but I think this and this and this and I have more of that energy right. in me that is like kind of a I'd I buck authority or I yeah. buck the the status quo. Right. And so it's very easy for me. Like if part of me starts identifying in a specific mm-hmm. way, you'll definitely see the tendency in me is to be like knee jerk reaction over here right. and all the things in between yeah. just so that I remind myself, don't get too comfortable mm-hmm. with that way of being this right. because it's going to fluctuate. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh, well, what a perfect <laughs> ending. Oh, my God. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm so glad yes, we this. Thank I love so talking with you. Here. Thank you yes. so much. I'd happily have you back anytime. Yes. To chat. Um, well, thank you all for listening. I love you. I'm so grateful for you all out there. I hope you have a blessed day. I'm Christiane Bella. My guest today has been KM Franks, and you are listening to Unbuckled.
0: Thank you for listening to Unbuckled. You can join Christy Ann Bella for another program with amazing guests, stories, and advice every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to check out our new show coming soon.